our hands together. Let's thank God. Let's thank God. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Put your hands together. Let's thank God. Also Anderson, the only lady, elect lady, not first, elect lady. Let's give God thanks and praise. This woman of God and to all of the other pastors here and leaders here, God bless you real good. You may be seated in heavenly places. he married into it which means whatever his title was it was conferred upon him because he was married to her when the Bible says that we are seated with Christ it means we are established because we have been born as a chosen generation and a royal priesthood that means everybody else who's connected to you they just got to keep standing just got that you're seated because you're established in who you are in him and that's why she was always sitting down because she's established in the throne and I just wanted you to understand this from the scripture because it says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places that's me that means that we are in ranks and not positions but we are in spiritual rankings in the realm of the spirit. You know, one of the things I found out is that religion uh, will always give you positions and titles. But when it comes to the kingdom, it's about rank and orders. Hallelujah. And there are those who have a title of a prophet, but not the ranking of a prophet. There are those who have the title of evangelist, but not the ranking of the evangelist. There are even some that have the title of the pastor, but not the ranking of the pastor. And the reason is because you know the ranking according to what has been commanded in the territory. They're territorial commanders. And so this is the reason why an ambassador of the kingdom, the Bible says there in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, that we are ambassadors for Christ. And that, that word ambassador means political appointee, governmental appointee. 
it's not a religious word it is a kingdom word uh, who is he's really describing who we are in him we are the law enforcement agents of heaven we carry out the legislative laws and policies of our king and of his kingdom we don't have our opinions there's only one opinion and that opinion is his opinion and what he says in the constitution a lot of times when you think about the bible we need to understand that the bible is not a religious book but it is a constitution that's why the Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate therein day and night. And then, of course, he says that you will do all and observe all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. Success, therefore, is predictable and so is failure. Because you can only have good success based on how you observe all that has been written therein. Success is predictable because it is based on your decision to obey and to observe what he says. All of the principles that we need, principles are laws that govern, govern your life. And this is one of the things, as I begin to study and learn about God's kingdom, one of the things he said is that the Bible is a constitution. This is the word of the king to us. The Jews call it the Torah, which means laws and teachings. So it already tells us that this is not a religious book because it belongs to the country called heaven. And then Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand or has arrived. Therefore, the Bible is about a king and his kingdom and his royal family. What we tend to do is that we take our Eastern or the Western mindset and we try to superimpose it on an Eastern document called the Bible. I'm, oh yeah, I'm going to deal with it right there. Because here in the Western Hemisphere, we vote for people to get in. Uh, and our opinions must count because we are democratic in terms of our process of election. Uh, can I deal with it right there? But when it comes to a kingdom, there is no voting. There's no one else's opinion, only his. And this is the reason why there were kings of the East. Because in the eastern districts and their hemisphere, they don't have presidents. They don't have prime ministers. They don't have governors. They don't have mayors. There's no electoral process in the east. You were born as a king. You died as a king. And even after you're gone, you're still a king. Because your title does not change even though you died. Your ranking is still that of a king. We still say King David, King Herod. We, because even though Herod died, he's still king in his ranking. This is something we need to understand, therefore, about how we superimpose. We have to be careful how we superimpose and interpret an Eastern document. Because we want to have an opinion with what he said. We, we want to put an, our feelings and our emotions all in what he said. We, we want to debate what he said. 
we want to negotiate what he said. But when I find out the Bible said, forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled. You don't have an opinion on what's settled. If it's already settled, it's settled. It's done. Which means whether you believe it or you don't believe it, he's still going to do it. God, I feel something in the Holy Ghost. It's already settled. So you're praying about an issue that's already settled. You're praying about a blessing. It's already settled. You're praying about your healing. It's already settled. You're praying about victory. It's already settled. Tell your neighbor. It's already settled concerning your house, concerning household salvation. It's already settled. You've already been delivered. You've already been redeemed. And so it doesn't matter what people think or even what the devil says. Because God has already spoken that it is God, I feel something in the Holy Ghost right here. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, tell them tonight, it's already done. Whatever you came with, it's already done. It's already done before you get home. It's already done when you get to your job. It's already done. It's already done. Hey, hey, hey. It's already done. Sit. I'm just getting wound up. Just getting started uh, because uh, when he said his word is already settled, it means it's established. It's at a place of settlement, which means there's no more debates, no more negotiation because it's already settled. In other words, the verdict is already in. He's already spoken and it shall surely come to pass. Glory be to God. When it comes to the word of a king, his word is already settled. Here is a scripture. There's a scripture there uh, in Ecclesiastes that says to us, where the word of the king is, there is power. In other words, wherever his word is, his law is established there. <laughs> there's power. There's authority. When you begin to understand that the Bible is not about religion because in the beginning, now I can take you back to the beginning where it first started and God began to say and God spoke and God said and God said and God said. But when it came to man, he didn't have to speak. He had to get involved. And he spoke to everything else to make everything come into being. But when it came to us, he had to speak to himself. And he said in verse 26, let us, let the Godhead, let us, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. He said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness in other words what he was really saying right there let us make God introduced himself as a team that's why you can't do it by yourself. Uh, that's why it takes two to agree. Except two agree. You got to walk together. And he said you can't agree unless two is walking together. Except they agree. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Then every word is established. You can't do it on your own. You need a team. 
God introduced himself as a team. In fact, it's the plurality in the singular tense. You get that later. It's plurality in one. And when I look at what he says, let us make man in our image. And then he says, and in our likeness. So there are those who look like God, but don't act like God. We are all God's creatures and we are all his creation, but we're not all his children. We're not all his children. Because to become his children requires a birth process. And this is the reason why he said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Now, I like it in the Spanish because it, it says in, in, in nuestro uh, imagen, then he said, y su semejanza. That word semejanza simply means according to my genetic code. In other words, we're going to give my image the God gene. Semen means semen means seed. So semejanza means all of my genetic code. He said all of that I'm putting into man. In other words, we have the God gene. We have the God gene. We have the divine within our body, within our life. We have him in us. That is the reason why we have the image of God. But then it takes something else to become like him. Because to be like him means that we have to act like, talk like, walk like. Glory be to God. It means that we don't imitate. We become the creators. We begin to speak a thing and it has to be established. Because if our God created by the word of his mouth and we have his image and likeness, then when we speak, we speak like him. We walk like him. We talk like him. We dress like him. Because we shall, as he is, so are we in this world. And there are those who want, the Bible says there in the book of Psalms, he said that Moses, speaking about Moses, he said the children of Israel, they wanted the acts of God. But Moses sought after the ways of God. There are those, because of the image of God, we tend to just want God to do some things. We want the acts of God. We want the power of God. And the power of God is connected to the image of God. But when it comes to likeness, it's the presence of God. Ah, Jesus. Presence without power is dangerous. Because there are those who go after the power, but they don't want the presence. Power does not transform you. His presence does. You can feel his power, but you need to know his presence. Yeah, I don't feel his presence. I know him. Anybody in the Holy Ghost here? Uh, you can feel when his power comes in, but his presence is about relationship. I am answer to you. And there are those who simply don't understand that when there's power without presence, it's illegal. 
In other words, presence legitimizes and authorizes power. Case and point. They're police and they all have guns. But their guns are backed up by governmental authority. They have stripes, they have badges, they have rankings. Anybody still there? I'm going somewhere. And watch this right here. Soon as they show up, you don't even have to worry if they're strapped or not. Soon as the lights turn on, automatically if you... In slow motion... They're not even on your run. They are just patrolling. But because of the presence, it caused you to be moved into obeying law. They didn't pass by your car. You just saw the lights and you went, you know what? Buckle up. It's the law. Just in case they see me. I don't want to be caught <laughs> breaking law. They're not even on the run. So presence, presence will cause you to obey law. Everyone can have a gun. What makes it illegal is that when the government or the powers that be does not authorize them, then it is illegal. Because it's not been registered, it's not been licensed, and because it hasn't been licensed or registered, that means that the, the, the legitimate uh, properties in terms of the department of your defense system, because they didn't give you the authority to use it, whenever you use it without the presence, it's illegal. Therefore, there are some people who want to operate in power without presence. They are illegal in the realm of the spirit because they're trying to operate with a power that doesn't allow them to be where they are. Can I really deal with it right here? They have no spiritual ranking to even carry the power. They're simply carrying it because they borrowed the gun. Can I really deal with it right here? It's a borrowed power. And that's why Paul says, he said, these are novices. He said, you got to be careful how you. There are some novices in the realm of the spirit. And watch this right here. They begin to use or try to use power because of a relationship with you. I call it secondary relationship. That simply means they want to use the power based on a relationship with you. And because of them being close to you and associated to you, they think that they can do what you do. So now you find the seven sons of Sceva who were all the, the sons of the priests. And, and they were there reading Bibles all day and they knew the law, they knew the Talmud, they knew all of these things, but they